What is going on, everybody? We're back. Another episode of the Booker Training Mini Podcast. I told you it wasn't going to be long till the next one. I'm going to keep them rolling, and I got a good one for you today. This one is all about muscle growth, and whether you're someone who hasn't started getting serious into working out yet, or you've been working out for a long time, and you might just want to hear some tips, tricks, and a little bit of the science behind muscle growth, I'm going to bring it to you pretty quick. But first of all, it's pretty important to understand kind of how muscle growth occurs and how it works. So basically, muscle growth occurs when the rate of muscle protein synthesis is greater than the rate of muscle protein breakdown. So you kind of can think of this in ways of how we lose body weight in the way of of how calories work. So if your calorie expenditure is greater than your calorie intake, you're going to lose weight, right? But this occurs during rest rather than while you're lifting the weights, the actual muscle protein synthesis. So like I said, it's not why you're lifting the weights. It's, it's included with your rest, your recovery, along with your nutrition, because that's a big part. But we'll get into all of that. So I just heard this on another podcast, actually, and I found it really interesting. But I was talking about expected muscle growth um, in both males and females. And I actually found this pretty interesting. But they said in the first year for a male of, of strength training, you can expect to gain about 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. And that doesn't even have to be on a perfect regimen, a perfect nutrition plan, and perfect rest and recovery. That can just be... You know, I mean, you're going at it, you're probably five days a week of of muscle training, but you're not, you know, training like a bodybuilder or training like a, a powerlifter, for say. But what's interesting that happens after is that it halves every year. So say the first year you gain about 15 um, pounds of muscle, the next year that's going to cut in half. So that's going to be about seven to eight and that's about your peak muscle growth and then the next year so forth it's going to cut in half go down to say four pounds of muscle per year in growth and it's going to continue to half over time so that's why over time it's harder to make gains and it's harder to see increases in your strength and say overall performance over time when talking about females the initial first year it halves from the male and so forth. So like we talked about 15 to 20 pounds for the male, when we're looking at a female, that's going to be more about 7 to 10 pounds in year one and so forth. And that's going to half every year. So then it's going to break down into say three to five, four to five pounds in the next year. But what's important to realize is that after five to seven years of growth of muscle and strength, it's going to be very minimal to see that continue over time, but like it's possible. So you don't see, you know, strength trainers and bodybuilders and powerlifters quitting after five to seven years because their body physically can't put on more strength and muscle. That's not the case, but your gains are going to be very minimal. And that's something to, to kind of keep in mind. It's very frustrating, um, but it happens. And if I think back to my, you know, personal experiences, when I started um, light weight training in about seventh, eighth grade, 
I probably did see about 15 to 20 pounds. Um, I did put a lot of weight on. Uh, definitely it wasn't all muscle, but it was probably in the realm of, of what they said with that 15 to 20 pounds in the first year. But like I said, always keep in mind that, you know, your gains are going to diminish over time and it's going to be harder to see those gains, but you just got to keep going, right? And what it's important to realize also is that muscle responds to demands. So when we break them down in the gym, whether it's through progressive overload or other um, areas of strength training, our muscles are going to respond to the demands that we put on our muscles, like I said. So when we're breaking down our muscles, doing an exercise, when we get home, our muscles are going to respond to that. But it's a really important for us to help them out with adequate rest, recovery, and nutrition. And we'll get a little bit into that as well. So also our muscles respond to calories. So there's this thing called BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. So this is what would happen if you were literally just laying in a bed. It would be the calorie um, expenditure that you would have just doing nothing all day. So for most people, you probably think it's in between a wide gap range, but 1,000 to you know 2,000 calories is probably not that much if you were just laying in a bed all day. But it's probably more than you expected um, because our body is always functioning, it's always moving, and it's always burning calories, right over time. So our muscle or our muscles respond to calories as well. So if you work out and you just think about BMR and you weren't to eat anything all day, that's not going to be adequate for your body to recover and respond and to grow those muscles and to help repair them by feeding them with, like I said, adequate nutrition. So you're going to need to be eating a lot more than that, which you probably already are, which is a good thing. But one thing that always makes me mad is when people say, I always have a tough time, you know, gaining weight or putting on, on muscle because when I had those problems back in eighth and ninth grade, all I did was just eat more. That's all I did. People always say, oh, I'm always full. I, that's probably one of the worst excuses that I can't take. <laughs> but just eat more. Find what works for you. Find snacks, trail mix, peanut butter, stop. find stuff that you have an easy time getting down. Maybe you hate protein shakes. Fine, then try to squeeze in another meal. Wake up earlier. If it's really a priority of yours, wake up earlier, eat another meal, and spread out those eating patterns so that your body can kind of metabolize and be able to get in another another meal. And then if we look a little, a little deeper into it, we're going to talk a little bit why rapid muscle growth is unlikely. So a big problem, and this is with fat loss too, but why people get into working out into the gym and then like talk about New Year's resolutions and then they stop. It's because they don't see progress in the first week or a couple weeks. And that's one thing that always upsets me is because results take time, right? They take time. And what's, what's kind of interesting that I found out is when we're talking about rapid muscle growth, you won't see it in a short amount of time. Maybe you might see it, um, you might like start to get pumps while you're working out, but all that kind of is, is your nervous system activating the muscles you already have. You're not gaining, um, no, you know, new muscle that quickly, right? 
So that's important to understand. It may take months, years for some people if you just stay on a good, you know, a good plan and a good target of attack, you will get there. And then another thing to understand, um, genetics as well. So why you won't see mu rapid muscle growth or maybe your friends are seeing, you know, better gains and you're on the same plan as you. Just give it time. You know, everyone's different genetic wise. They might have different, um, you know, muscle groups that are able to grow faster than you or are able to appear, um, you know, bigger than you. So just keep that in mind as well. And then another thing. Muscles respond to protein, so your protein intake is very important when it comes to muscle growth. Proteins help to build and repair kind of the breakdown in muscle that you apply to the body, whether you're working out, and like we talked about, the demands on the body. So protein powder is convenient, but it's not necessary. So people don't understand that protein powder is literally just another way of getting in protein. So if you're taking a 30 gram scoop of protein powder in a shake at night or you eat 30 grams of chicken breast, it's about it's pretty much the same thing. So it's not like a magic supplement. It's not like, "Oh, I got to get my protein powder in today. I missed it." No, it's just a more convenient way of taking or intaking protein into the body. And we can talk about creatine for a little bit. If I were to tell you two supplements, to absolutely take into your diet, I would say protein powder and creatine. And what creatine is, is it just gives your body more energy stores that is able to um, able to use during you know difficult workouts and high intensity workouts over time. So it's more of like a muscle or an energy boost that is stored within your muscles. Um, that's kind of all that is. But over time. Creatine has, the price of creatine has really skyrocketed. Um, supplement brands like to portray creatine as a really cheap supplement, but it really isn't. You can find cheap forms, um, but just make sure you try to find creatine monohydrate. That is the, uh, the form that I recommend. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about protein powder and creatine. And it's really important to realize you might see this with, you know, supplement companies, like I said, online websites or, or the TikToks that are going around. But the timing of your supplements and your meals isn't necessarily key. Yes, there are proven benefits, you know, to taking through a metabolic window, they like to call it, um, of, you know, eating a meal two hours or less after your workout. But just make sure you get it in, right? You don't need to chug your protein shake this like while you're at the gym. You don't need to be mixing it while you're at the gym. That those are some things that kind of um, upset me sometimes when people have to get it in, you know. Uh, but it, no, like I said, it's not key. Uh, just make sure you get it in. And one thing I want to stress is just make sure you're eating enough food if your goal is to build muscle and muscle growth over time. Food. Good food, like I was talking about, uh, good nutrition, healthy fats, carbohydrates, lean proteins, stuff like that. But when also talking about building muscle, if you're just starting out, I can't stress enough more to prioritize compound movements. So those are your movements such as squat, deadlift, bench press, uh, overhead, shoulder press, stuff like that. If you're just focusing on bicep curls and like isolation movements, you're wasting your time 
Bryotaurus, those compound movements build kind of a base for your body to branch off of and then focus on those um, isolation exercises and also talk about uh, progressive overload, right? So if you don't know what progressive overload, it's basically changing the demands on your body um, over time by increasing or decreasing rep ranges along with weight. So give you an example, if you were to lift three sets of 10 of say 135 on bench and over time, if you want to increase that weight, you're going to increase the weight, but do less reps and then try to build up back to three sets of 10 with a new weight, say 155. So over time, you're increasing the demands um, on the body and you're going to get stronger. Um, but I can talk about that more some other time. Also recommend training heavy, depending on what your training goals are. Um, it's really important to also train smart though. So if you train your hardest every day, you're not going to give your body a chance to grow, right? And you need adequate rest and recovery like we were talking about this whole podcast. Um, so I recommend training heavy, but just not necessarily every day. Give your body some breaks and time to recover. It's really important. We just talked about um, challenging yourself with progressive overload over time. And then also, also can't stress enough, prioritize your form before you really start working out and starting to get heavy. Form is key. Form is really important. And then sleep, right? Nutrition, always key. Extremely key. I like to look at it about 80% nutrition, 20% what you're doing in the gym. So really focus on your nutrition because you cannot out-train a bad diet. It's been proven. <laughs> but really focus on that nutrition I would say more than what you're doing in the gym because it is extremely important. But that's all I got for you today. If you stuck around to the end, thank you so much. I'm going to keep them rolling, keep the podcast coming. If you have a request on what you want me to talk about next, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Also, if you are looking into getting protein powder, head to orgain.com. You can use code BOOK30 to get 30% off your first order. But thanks for staying to the end, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.